Hey, good morning, good afternoon, wherever in the universe you happen to be today. Um, this is Chris Walker doing part two of Dumber Than Dumb. So I got up to a point uh, where I was talking about going up Mount Everest and that uh, <clears throat> up to base camp two is the most dangerous place that you can be on Mount Everest. And then above camp two, there is three, four and five summit. Um, and in those areas, technically, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it and everybody does do it because with an oxygen bottle on your back, with Sherpas carrying your bag for you, uh, and a rope to guide you, it's pretty much uh, real. It's just a, a walk in the park in a way. However, not everybody makes it and not everybody gets down, even though they're technically capable of getting to base camp too, which means <clears throat> in a parallel to a business environment, most people can become partner or a senior partner of a, uh, of a, um, a management consulting firm. Or most people can become the managing director or the CEO of a business. But most only get to managerial level camp too. Even though everybody, most people, are capable of, technically of getting to the summit. So you're going to ask yourself, what has this all got to do with intuition? Well, start back at the beginning of this podcast and I said I've got a sore throat. Well, um, we've had floods in Sydney and as a result of floods, there's massive, massive billions and billions of litres uh, of, of water stored in flood plains all over the countryside. And that has to drain, of course, it can't stay there. Otherwise, that, that would be called lakes. And those lakes, those big masses of water must drain somewhere, and that is to the ocean, where they came from in the first place, as we know. So they've all drained now, uh, and it's the week after the floods. And, of course, the ocean is full of dead cows and dead sheep and dead kangaroos and dead people and lounge suites and TV sets and uh, toilet bowls and masses, masses, masses of shit that has come down the rivers. And the pollution in the ocean right now in uh, Sydney and, and, and uh, in the greater metropolitan area of New South Wales is disgusting. And there's warnings being put over the news, but not on the beach, to say, don't go swimming. So anyway, uh, on Saturday I did, and I dived in. I looked at the water as I walked along the beach, and I thought, hmm, Beautiful day, sun's out, beach is beautiful, golden sand, but the ocean looks brown like poo. Anyway, I did go for a swim. I didn't think twice about it, but after I dived in, I went, the water's very murky here. I wonder what that's causing that to be murky. And I kept swimming and I thought, oh, I know, maybe this is polluted water. It's in the flood. My intuition said, get out. And I, uh, after a little while, negotiating the fact that I'd walked all the way down for a swim, got out. <clears throat> in the process, of course, I've engaged my body in a fight against some pretty awful bacteria. So I learnt my lesson. Then today, or yesterday, I go down and I'm walking in my swimmers and I go down to the beach and I look out and I go, gee, that's really brown. It's four days since, uh, three days since I swam last. Um, uh, you know, brown water, gee, uh, maybe that is still polluted, but gee, I don't think so. There's other people swimming there. I went for another swim. As my friend just told me uh, in a coaching conversation, Richard Branson said, I'll always put someone on my board who's been bankrupt 
once. That gives me a really, really clever person. But I'll never put anybody on the board of my businesses that's been bankrupt twice. And I guess you could say uh, a coach who goes twice in polluted water for a swim deserves every sore little tickle in his throat he's going to get. Uh, why do we need to learn lessons twice? Well, the answer is because we trust our intuition. And intuition is really dumb. It's a very low level of human emotional consciousness. Intuition is the base level. It's the animal level. It's the primal level of our being. And we don't live in a primal world. We live in a very high-tech sophisticated society where primal instincts such as primal diets or primal uh, behaviors or primal uh, foodstuffs or anything primal has no place. We live in a technology world. We live in a sophisticated um, uh, modern uh, character-driven environment where a primal behavior such as um, a violence and or peace um, are, uh, are of no, no real intrinsic uh, uh, value. And so when we trust our intuition, we are living in a primal state in a technological world. We are prone to error. That's where inspiration comes in, because inspiration is a higher form of intuition. But before we talk about inspiration, let's go back on Mount Everest to Camp 2, where at least 70% of people run out of juice. Uh, because what you need to get from Camp 2 to the summit of Mount Everest has nothing to do with what got you to Camp 2. So if you've got technology, well done. If you've got skill, well done. If you've got uh, physical and emotional uh, courage, well done. If you've got uh, biological ability to handle altitude, well done. But above Camp 2, the variables increase, and that variable is danger. And that danger is nothing to do with the technology or the science or the um, biological impact or the climbing skill you need to get there. What takes you from Camp 2 to the summit is your ability to work with the elements of nature, the ability to stay calm in amongst the turmoil of what nature or and in the way the Sherpas talk about it, the gods, because for them, the environment above Camp 2, the, the, what the mountain delivers to you is God. They don't call it nature. They call it God. And God will deliver, uh, in their words, challenges, and it will deliver windstorms and weather and things. And... The technology of equipment these days and the technology of uh, satellites and the technology of everything makes it possible for everybody to cope with the environment. What changes is the ability to handle the fear of danger, the responsibility, the increased responsibility of a higher level of competition. So as we grow our businesses, as we grow our lives, as we grow our children, as we grow our financial burdens and our mortgages, the ability to handle the pressure of that has nothing to do with the ability that got us to where we are. 
In other words, everybody can manage up to a certain point in a business or in a family or in a life or in financial uh, growth. But over a certain point, not everybody evolves. And therefore, a lot of people are trying to use what they used to get to point uh, to camp two or point B to get to point C. And that is just not going to work because although the technical skills are the same, the physical skills are the same, the courage is the same, all the skills that got to camp two are needed to get to the summit, there's more and more needs to be added. And ask yourself how many people go back to self-schooling, to schooling themselves on who am I in order to go to the summit. A great leader, a person who can really lead a business at a high level, knows their skill, knows their value, knows themselves really well, and knows the value of it really well, trusts something beyond themselves. So the self is a, is a self-limiting device, isn't it? Because it's the mind and it's the body but the and the intuition. But beyond the self is a thing called inspiration. Inspiration comes through us, not, uh, not from us. So inspiration is beyond the self. Self is limited by what we think. Self is limited by who we are in physical form. Self is limited by who we can project ourselves in terms of myself is my money. But self that leads, self that gets from camp two, self that, that takes more responsibility without getting fried in the, in the threat of danger, this is a bigger self. And it has to include spirit. It has to include a sense of connection to what the Sherpas call God, nature, a bigger story, and the ability to work with nature or with God or with spirit to get us to the next place. So we be, don't become 100% responsible for every step we take. We work with divinity. So when human will and divine will become one will, we're above camp two. And this is the power that you'll find in any individual who goes, especially solo, without oxygen, to the summit of Mount Everest. They have the ability. They have not separated human will and divine will. And therefore, there is a certain mindset that takes a person beyond intuition and up into inspiration as the benchmark for their life. And that's today's story. Chris, remember that. Next time you look out at the ocean and see brown water and think, well, I'm down here, why not? Intuitively, you might be right. But from an inspiration point of view, you were told, you heard it, don't go swimming. Listen, have a beautiful day. Bye for now.